Life's a Mitch. G'day guys, welcome back. This is episode 17 of Life's a Mitch. So today, doing something a bit different. Um, we're going to speak about um, an issue that's sort of close to my heart and to raise some awareness to a lot of people because a lot of people in my life don't really know what Crohn's disease is. Now, I was diagnosed more about a decade ago and, you know, I'm sick and tired of people not realizing what it is and people going, oh, you look fine to me and stuff. And like, it's an invisible disease that, um, you know, many, many suffer from. And today we're going back to Australia and we're an Australian guest today for the first time in ages. So, and she's kindly agreed to come on and share her story about this awful disease. And, you know, maybe two, two stories are better than one. So without further ado, I'd let you introduce yourself, please. And uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Madeline, um, almost 21 years old, um, currently a uni student doing a double degree at Monash. Um, And yeah, struggling with Crohn's disease as well. So it's good to be able to share my story, I think, and raise some awareness about this invisible illness. No, I appreciate your time, Madeline. Um, So first, you know, firstly, um, no, I guess first started like how old were you when you first noticed like some symptoms and how old were you when you were, were diagnosed like can you tell us the story about how it came to be in your life yeah so I first got really sick um only in 2018 so I've heard a lot of people with the same story it started as what everyone thought was appendicitis and basically from there it was just since then being in and out of hospital constantly and just getting worse and worse. Um, But I've definitely noticed symptoms my whole life, I think. Yeah. But it's obviously, um, as I've found, a lot of people have a very similar story that, you know, they've had these symptoms their whole life, but they were just told it's, you know, tummy pains when you're a child is just you're anxious or you just don't want to go to school, that kind of thing. So, yeah, there was a lot of that. And then... It sort of only really got diagnosed last year. So I'm a very, I'm a newbie to this disease. So oh, it's, um... any of the um, veterans out there, good on you because it's been, yeah, a very tough journey. It's a, so it's far, definitely yeah. a, a lifestyle. Like it certainly it's, it's ridiculous. So for those who are unaware, Crohn's is a chronic inflammatory bowel disease that affects the lining of the dis- digestive tract. So, you know, an overactive immune system gut pain can just come anytime your immune system attacks itself um many times many times um you know i've had embarrassing stories where many close calls so like i'm going to be a bit graphic and i'll tell the story when i first noticed it if that's okay with you and yeah, then can go you... for it <laughs> so for those who are unaware some of the symptoms are severe gut pain diarrhea fatigue weight loss um can affect your skin can affect there are all sorts of weird and wonderful things for the body it's like you you're a walking petri dish and um yeah you know on the outside you could look okay but no i know people with colostomy bags i know people with sections of their bowel removed that's uh, but anyway so mine started when i was about 20 21 i know i was going out with my friends drinking beers and mm-hmm. carrying on like an absolute idiot and um <laughs> as you do and it, you know i found myself going to the toilet at nightclubs doing a shit it's like well all my friends are making right who does a shit in a nightclub and like you know <laughs> <laughs> you know and it was I was, I'd rather be busting a move on the dance floor, but I was busting a move on the porcelain floor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that was a terrible joke. Um, but yeah. And then it's sort of like going out, getting sick. Why am I getting sick all the time? So mm. I'm denied. And so I finally went to the doctors and he said, right, I'm going to refer you on to a gastroenterologist. Shout out to Dr. Radvan. And um, this one night I was in Newcastle again. Like, you think I'd learn my lesson? Got the train in from Cardiff into Newey. Um, 
no no there's no toilet on the on the train right so i'm at this point i'm holding in as hard as i can Oh, no. The train station's out of order. The nightclub said I was too drunk. So there's a little piece of Mitch floating around Newcastle Harbour there somewhere with my dignity in there as well. So <laughs> but, um, it was awkward to get picked up and taken home, but, you know, things you do. But um, mm. And then got sent for a colonoscopy and they found, you know, traces of in- inflammation and some ulcers. And, and he said, well, I'm going to diagnose you with, with Crohn's disease. I'm like, what, what the hell is that? And um mm explained to me and started on mesalazine and parry it for reflux as well. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been a constant battle for the last 10 years. Like they saw another gastro because George went private. And then um, the second gastro was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to like question the first diagnoses, but now fast forward again, another five years, it's Crohn's again. So it's been a hectic time and I miss work so much because of it. I've had times where I've just been embarrassed beyond belief what about you? Like, have you had, what's it, you know, from day-to-day life, like how has it affected you and stuff? It's changed my entire life, honestly. Um, yeah, I think, and that's one big part of this disease is the mental battle as well and the acceptance of, you know, you're grieving your old life and who you were. You know, I used to be a ballerina. I was so fit, so active, always doing stuff and never I wouldn't say never sick. I was sick a lot, but like I was still able to function as a normal human being and, you know, wasn't in the bathroom my entirety, you know, of my time. Yeah. So it's definitely changed a lot for me. Yeah. And in terms of work and stuff, I've had to quit jobs and leave them early and I, you know, have to work around the fact I might have to run to the bathroom 10 times in a shift or I'm, you know, vomiting and I can't, like I physically can't get out of bed. And it's just, yeah, it's a complete lifestyle change. And, you know, from going to, you could eat whatever you want and do whatever you want, go out. It's now, it's like, you know, you have to pencil in time, you know, if you want to go out, you have to recognize I'm going to pay for this later. So I've got to pencil in like three days of recovery for me going out on one night. And I think, yeah, it's quite difficult and definitely lost a lot of um, people in my life in the process. Yeah, I, I, I think um, a lot of people don't understand it. Yeah, I will, you know, I commend you for your bravery for coming on today because like a lot of people are private about that sort of thing. And, you know, mm. as you said, a lot of people, because they can't see it. You know, I've got a friend yeah. who's suffering from endometriosis and she says the same mm-hmm. thing. It's like, you know, on the inside, I've got an absolute, you know, smorgasbord of disappointment going on is how she said it. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, so you just mentioned the relationships around you. Like, how are people, like, when people know, they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, oh my God. Like, is that how, is that how you found, like, after you, it, like, you sort of come close, come sort of honest with people and say, look, I got this going on, back off a bit? Or how have you found people in your life? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's been mixed responses. There's some people who go, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. And I didn't know. And they're a lot more supportive. But then there's also the people who think they can deal with it. But when, you know, push comes to shove, they kind of go, I can't deal with this. Um, so, I mean, for example, not to you have, have a little whinge here, um, a recent relationship. Um, yeah. So it was sort of like I was I was up front to begin with, because as you can imagine, this disease, it affects your entire life and it's something it you can't it's a- hide. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and this, I said, yeah, I can deal with it. And then, you know, me in hospital last year, most of the year, constantly in and out of hospital and too sick to go out and do things. It sort of became, it, that's too selfish. You know, it's too selfish. You're sick all the time. 
And it's like, yeah. So there's a very, um, there's a wide spectrum of responses, I think. There's a lot of people who are very supportive, who are very, very good people, and I appreciate them a lot. But then there's also people who go, honestly, this is just too hard. And yeah, I think that's a thing as well you have to be aware of. It's like our lives are so different. Like for us, going to hospital all the time is normal. And yeah. being sick all the time is normal. But for other people, they go, I like, what? You're in hospital. What's this? And yeah, it's a very different lifestyle. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to hear that you were in and out so much last year. That's, that's a bit rough, um, especially with all the, you know, the world, the dumpster fire that it is at the moment. Um, <laughs> happy pandemic, everybody. Um, but so what, yeah, one thing that talk about relationships. So I was, when I was for sort of first diagnosed sort of what circa 2021, I'm 31 now. So it's 11 years ago. Um, I didn't think anything of it. Like you hear comment, like you, ha- you get up in the middle of the night and you have to use the bathroom and you hear comments like from the ex-father and like, she'd call him, Oh, maybe you should consider a change in diet. I'm mm. like, well, you know, maybe, maybe I should. So then I went and got tests for celiacs and lactose and stuff and did have a lactose intolerance cool and try to get on top of that but thank goodness because i love bread way too much love me some chicken <laughs> and um and then you sort of okay right so i'll learn I'll, I'll start to sort of test the waters and see what i can have so like really hot spicy indian food really creamy absolutely mm-hmm. oh, you won't see me for a week you're just yeah woof. um and um obviously excessive amounts of calcium and dairy and stuff you want if someone offers me a cheesecake i'm like nah where's where's the toaster i just want to make have some toast and veggie might um mm. but like you know that ultimately caused my well one of the reasons my relationship ended was because like you know she was she was a young last one to go out with her friends good on her like and i i was like you in terms of like i feel like i'm a handbrake human handbrake and i didn't want to yeah. restrict her so um you know i can sort of relate to that and you know you said it it's affected you job wise um can you tell us a bit about that? Like, can you give us an example of what might have happened? Yeah. So last year, um, obviously with COVID, you know, happy, yeah, as we said, happy pandemic. Um, pandemic. <laughs> obviously couldn't work a lot, um, which is, to be honest, that was one good thing about the pandemic and the lockdowns was me being in hospital meant I wasn't actually missing out on anything. So it's sort of like one, one positive view of such a negative situation. Wow, that takes it. It takes it like a pretty like cheaper outlook to, to to see it like that. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I sort of thought, you know, there's no point sitting here sulking and <laughs> it's not going to help at all. So, yeah, I thought try and be a little bit more positive. Um, but, you know, in terms of jobs, I applied for this job at a cafe and I got it. Didn't think I was going to get it. And I really liked the work well, there. Well done. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and there were lovely... And it's just, yeah, such a really good job, but I really liked it. And I was sort of, I was like this different person, you know, I wasn't sick. I wasn't in hospital. I was basically a normal functioning human being doing what I've always wanted to do. And then it ended up, I started getting really sick again. And then I had to go to hospital again. And then that was my longest hospital stay um, ever, I think. And I was just, I've never been that sick, you know, in my life. How long was this um, visit for this time? It was only a week in hospital, but still a week. It was sort of, yeah, it was like a, it was sort of a big deal, I think, because I was just so sick. I couldn't, I literally just couldn't get out of the hospital bed for an entire week, and I was so down. And yeah, I sort of I had to ring my boss, like, you know, listen, they've diagnosed me with Crohn's. They've said I've got to go on 
all these medications and they've told me, you know, I think you need to quit your job, um, which for me is something that I really, really didn't want to do. It of was course. like, um, I think grieving as well, my past self, because I went, for goodness sake, I'd finally gotten better, finally started to become, you know, this person I really wanted to be and I'm having this illness hold me back and restrict me. And it was, yeah, one of the most difficult things I've had to do really just to sort of be like, I'm really sorry, I have to quit. Um, and I'm really lucky that the bosses there were very, very nice. And they sort of said, you know, if you want to stay on and we can help you and accommodate you in ways like, you know, give you shorter shifts or longer breaks between shifts and stuff like that. Um, and I think That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing that they were like that because I know, um, unfortunately, a lot of people have very bad experiences with their workplaces. They just go, this is too much. Yeah, I am. Well, you know, you've got courage that most young people would dream of having. So, you know, kudos to you. Um, Thank you. I wish I had had more people around me like yourself when I was, well, your age, essentially. Um, Yeah. Because 10 years ago, it wasn't it wasn't prevalent. It wasn't a big thing. Like I was not, you know, it's, you know, you see with the time progressing a progression of time, things like mental health illness as well were sort of mm. just on the cut, like on the rise of like awareness campaigns and stuff. So, and literally, you know, for those who are unaware, all of your, um, you know, all of your like things like melatonin, serotonin come from your gut. So f- literally mm. for people with Crohn's and other bowel disorders, like irritable bowel syndrome and, um, stuff and colitis as well um it's literally he- healthy mindset or the, the, the your mental state will almost directly affect how your guts are so you know if you're on top of the world chances are you'll get through the day better than say i don't know if you're down in the dumps about something so um I'll, with my job so i work shift work and we do 12 hour shifts now no one's forcing me to work there of course i choose to do it so it's you know mm-hmm. I've got to be, you got to be responsible for your own actions. But um, one day when I start, so we do 12 hour shifts, we're in an open cut mine and you're operating pieces of gear and it's fine. Like if you need to use the bathroom, we just call up control and just say, Hey, I just need to hop off the run for 10 minutes or whatever it is. And you try and give them as much notice as you can so they can keep the place going. Cause it's all about production. Yeah. You understand that. And um, so you, you work in with their parameters to do the best you can. Never had an issue in regards to that, but sometimes, you know, so tonight, I'm going to work from seven or seven, three nights in a row. Gosh. And I get so sick some nights and it's just, you know, you, you're operating in, you know, in already fatigued hours. Um, mm-hmm. And this nonsense disease, it, you know, it knocks the wind out of you on the best of days. You said you, you wake up sometimes not being able to get out of bed. I mean, the amount of no-dos I've had and the amount of like, I love my, love my kombucha, love it or hate it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, we, we persevere and the human body is capable of many things. But mm-hmm. one the one common trend is that well, I don't get embarrassed. I mean, I, I do this on as a side hustle to sort of entertain people. But when you're told that your illness defines what you can do, I mm-hmm. tried for the army reserves a few years ago. Oh, you can't join because of Crohn's. Same as the police force. I'm like, well, that was the first time in my life I've been told I couldn't do something because of a physical illness. And with the work I'm at now, they're pretty good. Like my boss directly is he's pretty understanding as long as you keep him in the loop and all the doctor's orders and stuff are you know it's fine but it's just at, at times it's a bit much so 
you know, how long I'll be there for, I'm not sure. Happy to keep doing it for now. But, you know, mm. there are people like yourself and others out there that I've come across that can't, a lot of places won't put them on because they just, they said, oh, you're too absent or you're too, you know, you, we can't afford to have you. So I, oh, my heart goes out to anyone who is suffering from any illness, not just Crohn's, but anything else that physically keeps them from doing what they truly want to do. It's just human handbrake. Yeah, that's kind of like, such a good analogy. <laughs> it's kind of like the ex that just you can't get rid of, you know. Yeah. So going forward, <laughs> I guess my next question is going forward, you know, if people were to come to you for advice or if people wanted to know more about it, what would you say to those people? If they want to know more about their disease and yeah, how it affects. Or if like, you know, how would you, if you were to advise someone, I guess, to speak to someone with Crohn's, like how would like, for me personally, I would like people, if they want to know more, just openly ask me because, you know, I, I'm sick of comments like, oh, going to the toilet again, hey, yeah? And like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. This comment. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I think I wish people would be a little bit more open minded and maybe less judgmental. Um, because it's such it's obviously an embarrassing disease. Um, um, I'll be quite candid about it. People don't want to talk about their bowel movements. Nobody does. But with our disease, it's something we have to get used to discussing I mean when I was in the hospital and my partner had visited and I asked him to leave the room because my doctor's coming in and they're asking you know what colors you poo today and it's like no one wants to hear that but for us it's normal to discuss these things it's normal to constantly be thinking about it um and I wish I guess people could be a little bit yeah less judgmental about it a bit more uh I guess, yeah, open and accepting. I mean, it's just the human body. It's not an alien. Like, Although sometimes some of the things I pass through me feels like it's an alien. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, yeah, I should probably put it before this episode. There'll be a few squirmy warnings. Yes. Uh, like, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am, um, oh, you know, I'm, I think I'm the same. I don't, I don't particularly want anyone to see that side of me mm-hmm. um call it pride call it whatever i'm just having a look through so you and i met through this crohn's disease australia page uh, yeah. where it's got five thousand members and there's another page called crohn's and colitis awareness which yeah. has 115,000 members and you know um you hear stories people post their things like I'm, I'm having a flare has anyone gone through this and it's it's a really nice place well it's obviously not a nice thing but it's a place where people can go to community where people can interact with each other. That's, so I put this call out on the page and, you know, you answered and you're like, oh, I'll, I'll, because I'll, I ask for people to come on and tell this story so we can raise some awareness. But, you know, if it works out, awesome. If even one person can get something from it, then, we, you know, we've done our job. And exactly. um, I don't know, like, have you, have you like, since you've been diagnosed, I mean, it's kind of like the theory, say if you buy a blue Mazda, you see blue Mazdas everywhere. Right. Uh, after you've been diagnosed, have you found that you've found more people in your life have Crohn's and colitis and you started to build like a somewhat of a network? Definitely, definitely. Um, that is one very positive thing that's come out of this um, disease and diagnosis is I've met, um, you know, family and family friends and stuff that have Crohn's and now we're really good friends and we talk all the time and I definitely feel a lot less isolated and I found, you know, there's a lot of people who maybe not even have Crohn's, they have chronic illnesses and I go, oh, like I didn't even know and they go, well, I didn't know you had it and it's sort of like, you know, a new level of friendship almost. Yeah, it's, it is, it's like, it's, you'd almost compare it to like camaraderie. It's like you're in the trenches with me, you know, just because it's 
you know, it might be endo or it might be like another inflammatory <laughs> disease. Like, you know, we're, we're all going through this thing together. And I think, I just think the world could perhaps use a little bit more empathy. Yeah. Definitely. And like, so I grew up in a little community, like a little, you know, and since I'm an Aussie bloke, everyone just expects she'll be right and all that sort of stuff. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I just, I lost it one day. I, I was at, I was at work at this current workplace when I first started and um, I was going to the bathroom and one of the guys is like, oh, well, how many shit breaks is that this shift? And I just turned around and said, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, who are you? Like, what's it to you? Oh, I'm mucking around. I don't give a fuck, mate. Like, and it's the only time I've sort of blown up. I, mean, I don't care. Like, you're a piece of shit. How dare you? You know, mind the pun, of course. And all, <laughs> this, all the while I was just like, Mitch, get it over and done with. You need to get in there, son. Um, but I'm just, he's like, what's your problem? I said, what's yours? Stupid comments like that. I mean, like, you're not, you don't know me that well, so just shut the fuck up. Like, and I'm never that generally, like, triggered like I was, but mm. I, I just hate it. Like, I just, you know, people's understanding. And then after, you know, we since now, since then we're friends and, you know, um, but it's just like people, I think you should see people like icebergs. On the surface, you can see a small minuscule amount, but underneath you don't know what they, you know, buried their mother or they've, you know, had a shitty day or had a fight with a spouse or whatever. And, um, yeah. you know, so this community building that you're doing, have you got a lot of people that, like physically in your like proximity that you can go and like see for a, a juice or something and hang out? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I found it's, I've gotten a lot closer to other people in my family that, you know, maybe I wasn't as close to before because yeah. they find they can relate a lot. It's sort of like, oh, you know. But I think at the same time there is the issue of people who think they can relate too much. Like, oh, you have Crohn's. Oh, I have IBS. It's basically the same. And it's like, <laughs> no, oh, uh, I'm sure you've heard that a million times. It is well, I, I, I think I've had that once. Yeah. That's, that's I hear that all the flipping time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Someone said to me, they're like, oh, yeah, I got that. And it, yeah, they cured it. And I was like, it's an incurable lifelong disease. Like, no, they didn't. They're like, yes. I was like, popped a just... few penadols and, uh, and it was gone in 24 hours, was a champion. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's, um, I like, I think it's, they're coming from a good place, but they don't really, they don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So for those people who don't understand that think, they can approach what what advice would you give to people like that who have the best intentions but don't exactly execute it that well i guess guess, um empathizing is not a bad thing and it's not a bad thing to say you know i can understand but i think saying more being about you know i understand that you're going through this horrible time i don't have the same thing so i i can't fully understand it but i'm here for you yeah so i think not trying to put themselves in our shoes all the time yeah, I, that, I, that's a good answer, you can't, actually. You just can't. And even if someone goes, you know what, I don't know anything about it, tell me. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Let me just whip out my giant notepad of Crohn's-related stuff. Um, you know, and I don't know about you, but me personally, I um, I get a bit of anxiety from time to time, um, full, mm-hmm. full trigger warning. Um, and every time I feel vulnerable, then it puts me in that, you know, that anxious headspace. Um, yeah. And then... Once you second guess and thoughts, my gut's just absolutely, whoop, pardon me. Whoop, it's poo time again. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Always keep emergency thing of toilet paper in my truck just in case. Yep. <laughs> a few times I've had to uh, pull up and go underneath it, you know, embarrassingly, of course, because I couldn't make the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
I am. But yeah, to, I, you know what? I got a message to all those people out there who have the best intentions, but go like, oh yeah, like, you think you know better? You don't. Okay. Unless you're a certified gastroenterologist or at least a medical GP, you got no idea. Um, and to those, and I know, like, I'll ask you in a sec, but to those people with Crohn's or colitis or any you know, related gut disorders or illnesses, you know, you're not alone. Um, it's okay to put your hand up. It's okay to go, you know what, I'm struggling here. And, you know, it has, you know, obviously it can reduce things like relationships, careers, and it sucks. And we're forced to, to take other steps and to make sure that um, we can set ourselves up and ha- earn a living in a different sort of way. Um, so, yeah, like if you were to, you know, say if someone was a little bit skeptical and maybe, you know, ha- is symptomatic and is a little bit scared to share their story, which is fine. What's the number one thing you would say to someone who's a little bit scared and, you know, might be feeling isolated out there? I think firstly, we've all been there. I think every single person who's had a chronic illness has been at that place where they go, I, you know, I don't want to share my story. I feel really isolated. No one has any idea what I'm going through. Um, I want to say there's people who do, um, you're not alone and there's people who are here for you and there is nothing wrong. And in fact, you really should reach out for support. Um, I, yeah, when I was struggling all on my own, I felt so isolated. No one has any idea what is going on and, I thought I'm just I was like this is it like I'm just I'm just gonna die and with all on my own and I sort of go I'm really glad I you know reached out and asked for help and I think starting somewhere so even if you just ask your doctor for help or you ask a friend or you just you don't even have to talk to someone who's got the same illness or who also has a chronic illness just talk to anybody and try and get some support and build some networks it's the probably the best thing I've done for my mental and physical health. Yeah, nice. So, um, you know, I'll I'll mention I'll post them in the bio underneath. But, mm-hmm. you know, mentally, places like Beyond Blue, um, Little Black yeah. Dog, um, even you know, go to your doctor and ask for a mental health plan. You know, that can help. Mm-hmm. But you know, there are support networks out there like the Crohn's Disease Australia Facebook mm-hmm. page uh, and the International Crohn's and Colitis Awareness page on Facebook. Um, I've used that those networks you know i'm sure there's plenty more out there of course and also the awareness of the purple ribbon day uh, not a lot mm-hmm. of people are aware about that but that's a day where um you know awareness is raised and you know about for crohn's and colitis as well so i'll post the details about that too and you know for, buy yourself a purple ribbon on the day um but you know i i agree with you when it's like you know you feel isolated i i've always been a larrikin sort of guy like you know i'm charismatic and funny as have a go at me and um <laughs> shut up Mitchie dickhead but um I've you know I've been lucky I can sort of make light of it mostly mm-hmm. um you know you put on a brave face it's like oh you're going to shit again hey Mitch yeah mate I'm gonna go paint your paint your portrait or you, you know you say shit like that but you know when I personally like full disclaimer every time I'm sitting in there I fucking hate it I just you know you, you don't know whether it's you're gonna have to go home sick or you're gonna have to break plans with a friend because mm. you're too embarrassed to whatever i mean i'll tell you what happened to me the other day i said it on a previous episode but this is it's ridiculous so i had a, an episode of my gut playing up and i mm-hmm. used the toilet and had to clean it up you know it was fine i was at home and then as i was getting the toilet brush to clean it i've absolutely just sneezed 
the mo- I could have tore a fabric in space time. It was ridiculous. And I was oh, reaching no. down and as it happened, the toilet brush snapped and the brush part fell into the water. And oh, no. Poor old Mitch, he's just like, oh, shit, come on. <laughs> and then in my head, I was just like, no pun intended. And I laughed out loud to myself. But then I had come to the realisation there was still a toilet brush that needed rescuing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, like, I was just like, oh, for goodness sake. You know, so you can, you know, you know, if you're lucky enough to be able to, like me, to make light of it. But if if you're not as, I guess, versed in that sort of thing, that's okay. There are people out there. Definitely. But, yeah, like, yeah. so, okay. I'll, I'll, we'll switch it up for a bit. So, every week. Right. Every week I get people on and we, we, we tear apart, break down, whatever we want to have. We have a good old whinge. It can be first world problem or it can be something as simple as someone not wearing thongs to go into Bunnings as Camo put on previously. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a dickhead, mate. So would you like to join me in having a bitchy with Mitchy? It can be about anything you like. Ah, oh, yes. What's something I that love... absolutely pisses you off? Ooh, so many things. <laughs> Oh, mate, tell us several. That's we got time. Oh, I know. You know what? It's like, oh, I can whinge. I whinge nonstop. Literally, <laughs> you ask anyone, and then it's like, all you do is complain. And it's like, yes, that's my. This is a safe space. Yes. Um, hmm. Something that absolutely annoys me is unreliable people. Because it's like, even though we're unreliable sometimes with our illness and we have to cancel last minute, people that just like flake all the time, right? Or they don't get back to you when they say they will. And I don't know, it's just something I can't do with it. I'm like, I just, oh, I'm like, if you say you're going to do something, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, or at least give plausible evidence as to why you can't. Exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you send a friend a text, oh, what are you doing on Saturday night? You see the icon come up, it says scene. It goes away. So you couldn't take five seconds just to let me know you're busy. Mm. Oof, that, that, yeah, pisses me off too. Right? It's just like this. Where's your human decency? <laughs> I um, I have some friends that you have to kick up the ass and, you know, get something mm. out of them. And, like you know, I'm, I'm persistent and that's fine. And then they turn and go, oh, you're annoying, Mitch. <laughs> let me tell you how wrong that statement is, champion. Here's my Rolodex of your disappointment. Let's go. Yeah. On the 24th of May this year, you didn't respond to this, you know. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. What else? You said you got a few. You got another one that you want to throw well, at Well, one thing is I'm – so anyone who knows me, I am a neat freak. I literally – everything has to be tidy and in order. It's just – OCD. It's like one thing in my life I have control over, you know, with Chrome yeah. WC, I don't have a lot of control over stuff. But I'm like, the one thing I can do is have everything nice and clean and feel comfortable. And anyone who, it drives me nuts, people who just aren't the same. So, like, I live with my twin sister at the moment. Um, oh, you're a twin? Yes, I'm a twin, yes. Um, cool. She's the whole opposite of me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, she's very... To Natalie, if you're listening, um, God love you, but uh, very messy. I can't, I'm like people that just, people who are slow and like don't put stuff away and just aren't as clean. I'm just like, I can't, like, I don't, yeah, sometimes I wonder if my I'm my mother's child because my whole family is just like so messy and unorganized compared to me. Like I'm next level. Yeah, like those organisation shows are like for me. <laughs> uh, I got a 
my place is never like messy, but I say mm-hmm. I might not make the bed. There's never like excessive amounts of crap on the floor or anything. I wouldn't say I'm obsessive, but my mum's house is always immaculate. <laughs> Her stepdad, my stepdad and mum just keep an absolutely tidy place. You know, that's their house. It's their rules. They can do what they want. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think a little bit of that come down on me, but I'm not, you know, as probably to your level. <laughs> of, see, I'm looking around now. I've, I've got like, um, so I live, I'm in the lounge room right now. My plastic <laughs> chair, I call it the Fatula Pad Studios, the Fat Bachelor Studios in Curry Curry. And it's just like this one like room and there's not a spare, a speck of crap on the floor. And I look into this bare bedroom, the vacuum's on the floor and the bed's unmade. That's about it. You know, maybe that's the male in me. I'm not sure, but. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? I, um, one thing this week I've noticed, um, you know, obviously it's the holiday period. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more traffic around. Ugh. So, you know. If you're queued up in traffic and people that ever, you know, this seems to be a common trend. We've had a lot of people whinging about traffic and I have myself and it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go again. Yeah. People that try to, <laughs> people that try to like, you know, you say if you're in two lanes and you got an emerging lane where it could bottleneck as they call it. Yeah. People that will scream up the inside of you just to try and get a few extra spots and then in turn cause another bottleneck. It's like, oh, you impatient dickhead. Yeah, oh. literally. <laughs> You're not helping the cause. What you're doing is fucking it up for the rest of us. Um, so, like, I, you know, I think that people's impatience, um, just stop and, you know, and see someone pulled over on the side of the road on the main highway and they open their door with an oncoming truck coming and you scare the shit out of the truck driver or whatever. Mm. Pull right over. Just think about what you're doing, you know. There's a truck coming. Wait, then get out when it's safe and you've got a gap. It's just like people need – it's an age – I guess it's an age where – Everything's accessible at our fingertips. And I just watched yeah. The Social Dilemma. Have you seen that on Netflix? Um, I haven't watched it, but I watched like parts of it. It's awesome. And it talks about like, you know, in an age where technology and I guess, you know, being consumers of things like that, we expect everything now, like fast internet, you know, fast food, um, whatever it could be. And people's patient people just don't have patience these days. So Mm. What pisses me off this week is the amount of impatience I see around the place. Mm. And like, it's meeting someone as well. Like it's made it tough. I can't find anyone. Oh, Cause you know, with Crohn's you'll meet someone who's a little bit more patient than most. And that's also kept me from meeting odds. Oh, that and the shift work has probably contributed to that. And my massively yeah. square shaped head, you know, all these, <laughs> things, all these things, I guess, but, um, but I guess that's my wins for the week. Mm. Oh, and I'll say it once again. Curry, curry, there's that many fucking trolleys in the streets. I'm over it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> the place is, so if you're unfamiliar, curry, curry is like a like a lower social, so it's like a lot of houses and stuff around. And people think it's fun just to go screaming down hills on trolleys, you know, these punk kids. <laughs> For fuck's sake. So once again, uh... I'm going to whinge about curry, curry. This place is crushing my soul and I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah, enough. <laughs> You're from down Victoria way, yeah? Yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Shout outs to all the people down south. Um, yes. We, um, yeah, we just had monster floods and stuff up here, so we're starting to get through those. So we've been pretty mm. lucky, I guess. But, um, you know, is, if you were to sort of we'll wrap things up shortly, but if you were to close, like a closing thing to say to anyone out there who, as you said, were isolated, need support, is there anything you want to say finally to, to anyone out there who might be suffering from this in silence or, you know, or anything like that? Um, I think I want to say don't suffer in silence. Please reach out. Um, 
do ask for help, do ask for support. Um, you don't want to leave it till it's too late and you're really at, you know, the the lowest of lows. Um, obviously, yeah, trigger warning out there. But um, Yeah, I'll put a trigger warning in the bio. Yeah, please reach out. Um, it's, yeah, there is nothing wrong with asking for help. Yeah. And if anyone wants to, like, I would also goes to so far as to say is you want to contact me like i know yeah, there's a lot definitely. of people there's a lot of people out there suffering longer than i have but at the very least i could be an empathetic ear and listen so you know I'll, my details are there as well so um yep. plus i'll paste the facebook pages and the purple ribbon awareness thing and everything else but i would say also um don't if don't put it off as well i know people that have had to have surgery in their early 20s mm-hmm. so a guy i know who i used to work with in my old job he just like, oh, she'll be right, she'll be right, and did nothing from it. Continued <laughs> the fast food and the he's like, oh, I can eat all this food and I don't put weight on him. Like, because one thing with Crohn's is that yes, rapid weight loss. Um, that's one symptom for me. I'm lucky I'm still able to keep it somewhat working on the gym and stuff. But um, and it got that bad. He's now 29, colostomy bag, and he's missing half of his small intestine oh because put it off, put it off, kept abuse. Take care of yourselves, guys. You know. Yeah. And you know. If you are feeling isolated, find some escapism. Like, don't put off the shit you want to do. Me personally, I wanted to do this podcast or at least I want to get into the media at some point. And at the very least, I can do this. Yeah. Build like some sort of audio portfolio and you know, I'm doing something I enjoy. I enjoy storytelling and sharing, hearing stories. And I get to meet people like yourself, which is cool. Obviously, mm-hmm. not under the best circumstances. However, I can take pride in knowing that I'm trying to help people out there. And you know, you've been a terrific, you're very articulate today. It was awesome. If you were there, Thank I'd give you. you the highest of fives, the highest of fives. <laughs> but uh, no, I see it. As I said, any, for anyone out there, don't put it off. Look after yourselves. For, don't put off the shit you don't want to do. Don't mind the pun. But like, you know, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to travel, if you want to, obviously you can't with the pandemic, so that's a stupid thing to say, Mitch. But like, <laughs> whatever, if you want to, I don't know, buy that car, if you want to study that degree or whatever it might be, do it. Do it, man. Yeah. So what's 2021 got in store for you? How's it looking so far and what's, what's on for you this year? Yeah, um, I'm currently in the middle of an internship, so working as an economist, which is Ooh, really? really exciting. Yeah, so Does it's what mean... I've always wanted to do. Does that mean well, people can always... count on you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, hoping to um, almost finish my degree and, yeah, get get some more jobs in the economics field. That's cool. And hopefully stay out of hospital. <laughs> well, like, it's, it's, is there anything you can do to help that? Probably not. I mean, it's just that yeah. thing that the body is just like, yeah, today I'm going to attack the, the gut or whatever. So, uh, piss off, you stupid thing. It's kind of like a dirty hangover that never goes away. Yes. For the gut. And, like, that's, that's my quote of the year. Hangover that never goes away for the gut. Mitch Kelly, 2021. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm starting to look at doing some. I'm I'm gonna have to do some research now and do yeah. see what courses I can do. But for me, it's gonna be mining for a while, and I've got no intentions of going anywhere yet. But we'll see what the future has in store. Eventually, I'd like to transition into radio, but when that'll be, don't know. But um, yeah, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. And thank uh, you, you for having me. That's all right. You're showing you're showing a lot of bravery and. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to post this to those pages and hopefully someone can get some enjoyment out of listening to this. But, you know, until then, we'll keep in touch and um, happy 2021. Yes, to you too. And thanks to everyone listening. I hope we've helped you. Even if one person writes in and goes, you know what, I something resonated with me, 
awesome, then that's what it's all about. So exactly. That was episode 17 and I'll catch you all next time. Bye for now.